एंड वेर लाइव वेलकम टू अनादर एपिसोड ऑफ टेक्टोनिक शिफ्ट विथ मी राजनील कामत नाउ वी आर यूजली यूज टू हियरिंग ऑन द अदर साइड एंड मी रोशनी बट रोशनी बस्टेड हर 1960 लैपटॉप एंड इज आल्सो ट्रैवलिंग सो शी वाज अनएबल टू मेक इट बट टू ऐड टू द हेल्दी डोज ऑफ स्केप्टिसिज्म वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट ऑन द शो हाय सौम्या हाउ आर यू हे रोशनील हाय थैंक्स फॉर हैविंग मी आई एम here and ready to be as skeptical as you need me to be because i think we have a subject today that needs a healthy dose of skepticism no thank you for being here you know you and i have been exchanging a lot of whatsapp notes over the last one month yeah. about how our youtube streams are filled with influencers uh interviewing ministers and i i look at it and say wow so finally the creator economy has made it right the last bastion to be conquered was politics aspirations from being roadies and spitzvilla have now moved to being i want to be an influencer and you you've reached there right and while i'm always positive on most things uh i understand why you may be skeptical on this because you wrote about what we're going to be discussing uh today in the impression and it's has catered economy reached its peak just head to the signal.co on the newsletters tab go to impression and you'll be able to subscribe to the newsletter Yeah, uh that was our edition for the impression this week and uh like you said this is a definitive moment for India's creator economy. I don't uh think that uh, uh this has happened before. Uh there have been interviews in the past, you know, this comedians have interviewed political leaders, uh a uh, opposition leader Rahul Gandhi did a bunch of interviews when he was doing his Bharat Chhodo Yatra. But when your uh, when your ministers in the ruling government or in a party of prominence and you're out there talking about your work with uh, the likes of Sabir Biceps uh, who is arguably the most successful uh, or at least among the most successful creators in in, in India uh, that's something special it just shows you how powerful the creator economy has become uh, but it also exposes uh, certain chinks in the armor of this of this uh, industry and I, I suppose that's what we're going to talk about today i'm a little skeptical of where the creator economy is going so uh and and what this moment shows uh for the space i have a slightly different view i'm a lot more hopeful to think of it you realize that uh you know ranveer for example beer biceps started off with a health and fitness channel he starts going to spirituality and dating then goes into motivation and um of course he's interviewed bollywood stars in between a lot of come for promotions of their movies and their shows and all of that and now for the finally the government to actually decide and say we're going to talk to influencers not journalists because i know that a lot of uh, people in the media are not happy with how this is panned out but this is actually a great endorsement for the creator economy and the distribution and reach that they have yeah absolutely i think uh, the biggest shift that the creator economy has created is that uh, people who want to be in the news or who want to reach out a new to a new audience they've understood that there are so many more uh, uh avenues for that it it's not important for you to just be in the biggest newspaper of the day or show up on a tv channel i can go talk to a podcaster i can go and invite a bunch of bloggers to an event of mine uh, i don't need to make friends with journalists i can cultivate my own set of creators who like what i do and we can have a mutually beneficial relationship an influencer or a creator is not the same uh, strictly as a journalist or a reporter in that uh i don't need to expect uh, uh some sort of transparency yeah. disclosures from you of course all influencers need uh, now today by regulatory guidelines to disclose what their relationships are with their subject 
the ASCII guidelines. Exactly, the ASCII guidelines that were released uh, last February. Uh, uh, so, so that that's always the case. But with uh, but as an influencer, my job is just to entertain my audience, to inform them, to to give them something new to think about, and that's what's happening now. It it's worked for startup founders for a very long time. Uh, film stars have done this to promote their promote their uh, upcoming shows or films. Yeah. And now, you know, politicians are doing it for their work. So it's, it's an extension of a very successful collaboration. And while I know that creators are celebrating this movement because it's not just interviewing ministers, they also went to Cannes, uh, where yeah. there was quite a sizable Indian representation this time. Uh, mm-hmm. It was also not without controversy, right? There was a YouTube ad which shows Rachala Ranade being the um, expert for finance, apparently. Uh, and then you had the Minister of IT, Minister of State for IT, Rajesh Sadashikar, coming out and saying, we didn't endorse this. Yeah. This is exactly why ASCII's guidelines uh, were issued last year. And I mean, they are still guidelines. There's no legal action if you if you don't follow them. But obviously, it's good that you do. Uh, this is also why SEBI has been acting against uh, financial influencers and telegram channels. It's why uh, we see a lot of uh, conversation around regulations. The controversy is that as an influencer... I only have to care about my audience and that's what people like Rashad Anade have been doing. But at what point do you uh, draw the line on responsibility? So Rashad Anade has been a uh, has been an ambassador for YouTube for a for a long time. She's done a, a creators a creators who change or some some I'm getting the name of the exact campaign, but she's been endorsing YouTube as a platform along with a bunch of other creators. So this was probably an extension of that uh, of that YouTube campaign. Uh, she needs to talk. Uh, we were talking about uh, these front page ads uh, in all the major dailies about Rashna Ranade yeah. being the expert that protects you from fraudulent online advice. The problem was that SEBI, the market regulator SEBI, asks financial advisors to be registered with them so they can offer investment advice. Yeah. Uh, the correct way to do a campaign like this would have been to go with a SEBI registered RIA. They instead went with Rashna Ranade, who's obviously a much more well known face but isn't SEBI registered. That creates a conflict. It also creates a consternation among SEBI registered advisors because why would you uh, why would you bother paying money and being registered if all the if if the so called expert is somebody who isn't uh, even you know who isn't who isn't even registered. But in a lot of this, uh, we saw that a lot of things the the whole interview series was being spoken about. And uh, you spoke about Apar Gupta who raised some very pertinent questions as well in terms of what it was. And then I think uh, the Ranveer show made some changes and disclosures to their videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things I've been thinking is how do brand partnerships therefore play out in terms of how this happens, right? And you you spoke about this as well. There was no money that exchanged hands. Yeah, I spoke to Virat Shet who manages Beer Biceps and and, uh, he told me on the record that... uh, they had no monetary relationship. So so the disclaimer is very clear. They said this is a collaboration with MyGov, uh, which is a citizen engagement uh, platform that uh, the Ministry of Information Technology runs. And that MyGov's role was to provide these ministers, to give them to, to give Ranveer the access to these ministers, and everything else was done in-house. So it seems to me like a very straightforward uh, uh, content deal, you know. But it is access. And if you have been in the journalism business, or if you've if you've ever been a reporter, you'd understand that access always starts with mutual benefit. Yeah. So no one's going to ask uh, very serious questions or or uh, raise 
extremely controversial points in an interview like that. Yeah, but you know, Samya, see, here's the thing. I don't expect a creator to go and ask the serious questions because I've never seen a creator in serious light. The person who was speaking about semen retention can ask serious questions. Come on. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm going to have a lot of people coming at me for this, but still. Semen <laughs> retention is a vast uh, internet topic, you know, with a very loyal audience. I have been on a... Um, on a masculinity telegram channel for some years now just because I wanted to know what it's like and I'm I'm very sorry to report that the tips on fitness and health are actually really great everything else is obviously crappy but uh, uh, but yeah I mean I get your point I think I, the thing with creators is uh, it's interesting because you would assume that as a create as as the creator economy grows in size you would start seeing specialization as you do with any industry yeah. So a skin influencer wouldn't talk about anything else. Uh, but that's not the case. People change their niches all the time. As long as you have an audience, you, you'd set to them. Yeah, but on social media, everyone's an expert on everything, right? Pretty much. But you know, while the creator economy in India is flying high, the creator mm-hmm. economy startups aren't flying that high, right? We're seeing this trend in the US and we're now seeing this trend in India, where a lot of creator economy startups that came up in the immediate... Uh, aftermath of the pandemic or in the immediate uh, vicinity of the pandemic yeah uh, those are not doing too well I think one example is front row yeah which um, I, I'm not too sure where front row is at they're looking to get acquired I think ET said that they're looking to either get acquired or they might have to shut down they did have a massive uh, round of layoffs the information used to do this uh, they have a database of creative economy startups and uh, Kaya Uriev who is reporting on the creative economy recently did a story about how creator economy startups aren't doing that well in the US. And it's a similar trend in India also. Uh, And I'm trying to understand because if creators are doing so well, earning a lot of money, I mean, what what makes a startup so unique that they've not been able to crack into the market? To me, it was like, creators are managers, so they don't need SaaS services. I'm not sure if that's the right analysis. No, I think there is an easier answer to this. who is the arbiter of money that's made in the creator economy? Is it uh is it is it these creator startups you know that provide a SaaS service or some other sort of platform, or is it the platforms themselves? And I think the answer to that is very clear. Even today, a creator economy size and ability to grow is completely arbitrated by the platforms that these creators exist on. So to, so when uh, Google and Meta report a drop in advertising revenue because of a slowdown in the economy. One of the first things they cut is the revenue share they provide to their biggest creators. One of the first things they stop spending on, if they have a round of layoffs, like say Share Chatted earlier this year, is uh, they start cutting incentives right. to creators. So uh, Moj has done that. Uh, you know, uh, a company like Chingari, for example, has pivoted to a new kind of creators. Recently, there was an Inc. Forty Two report which says that they're offering one-on-one private calls. Uh, you know, with adult content or with adult entertainers. Oh, wow. Which, really? Which, Chingari's moved to that? I mean, they have. So Chingari is like the only fans of India. You know, uh, I think the Chingari CEO defended this very robustly on Twitter by saying that, oh, this is just one of the many features we have. And we also still have the Gari coin, which I don't know if it still exists or if it does, why it exists. Uh, I wonder if I can pay for these one-on-one calls with Gari tokens because I, I sure as hell I'm not paying it for it with real money. Nobody would. Uh, <laughs> there would be an audience for it, but Again, you know, uh, even if Chingari does a pivot like this, the first and the biggest uh, set of competitors it will have in this is Instagram, is Snapchat, is Facebook. 
that's where all the NSFW content, that's where all the adult entertainers also are. That's where the audience is. But porn isn't allowed on these platforms, no? I mean, except yeah, for Twitter, I think the other platforms actively take down pornography. Yeah, it's not allowed, but it's very hard to uh, to catch it. So I'll give you an example. There's a there's a creator I follow. She's an astrologer, uh, but that's not the appeal for her uh, for her account on Instagram. Her real appeal is that she's really hot, and uh, and she knows this. It's it's deliberate clickbait because all the comment section are by men who nobody's asking her a vastu question or asking for her horoscope. Let's let's just say that. Yeah. But all her stories redirect to a personal app that she's built. Off of a of okay. a creator startup, uh, which I think is now rebranded as Renowned. It, they've got a my creator space, so okay. she so she has her own app on that where you can pay to be subs- uh, a subscriber or you can pay for a one time one on one session with her. Uh, what does that one on one conversation include? I don't know. I'm assuming it's questions on feng shui or vastu, but that's what I mean. This is how Instagram uh, would rival a Chingari or anybody else trying to get into the space because any creator would have to be on that. So one of the other creator economy startups, because you mentioned this app thing, yeah. is what Raj Kundra died tried doing as well. Yeah. Uh, with many apps, and I think he he worked with Sherlyn Chopra, who then filed the case against him. Yeah. And he also, in the aftermath of the TikTok ban, tried to launch an app which didn't land anywhere ultimately. Yeah. So he was one of the other people who tried, right? Uh, but. What I mean in terms of startups, and I guess yeah, I mean he's one of the list of many who would perhaps go into the graveyard of creator economy startups. Yeah, the the startups are going down, but the yeah. creators are going up. So where does it sleep? Platforms. Creators are going up is a is also a statement. I I'd, I'd say needs a bit of uh, a few caveats. Uh, you know, one Which of are? the so the first one is that there's only a minority of creators, the ones who are right on the top, the ones who have the biggest audience that are going up. Uh. Let me give you the example of Spotify in the US. Like we just wrote about it in our in our newsletters as well. They're cutting costs on podcasts. Uh, they're letting go of creators. They're not letting go of just any creators. They're letting go of very slickly produced uh, uh, content from the likes of Meghan Markle and and her husband. But Harry and Meghan would be slightly different, right? They're not creators. They were already famous. The internet didn't make them. That means they they don't find value in putting so much money. In big names and very high production value content, because people are not maybe maybe it's not making economic sense. People may be listening to it, but it's not bringing in additional revenue for the platform. So creators are going up if they make economic sense to a platform, and economic sense to a platform is becoming harder to define because they're still relying on ad revenue, and ad revenue has been slowing down significantly. When I look at this, um, I was speaking to I'm I'm in Korea for a conference, and I was speaking to a publisher here who was telling me that. Um, and they're a very large publisher. They do a lot of branded content for a mm-hmm. lot of companies. This time, one of the um, FMCG companies got back to them saying, well, we don't want you to do branded content. We want you to have 3,000 creators doing content for us. Okay. So a lot of brands are A, shifting in that direction to say that we want creators to make content. And another interesting insight he told me was, I mean, his view was that platforms seem to be favoring creators now over traditional publishers. Like Facebook is doesn't have news and wants to shut down a news yeah. in a couple of places. The revenue share which you may have to do with creators is lesser than what you may have to do with publications. So when platforms have an implicit um, or a very, um, what's the right word for it? They have a hidden motive to promote creators now over traditional institutions or brands or things like that. 
So in that way, even if you're a small creator, I mean, if you're looking at 3,000 creators, you're definitely not looking at the top 10, right? It's a lot more. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an example uh, for sure that counters this point. But I think if you were to look at it in the aggregate, whether it's in the US or in China or in India or any of these big uh, hotspots of the creator economy, there is a very big overlap between people who watch stars in traditional media, you know, big journalists, uh, big actors or sports persons and uh, people that platforms want to promote as creators. So, for example, you know, I've worked with a, I worked with a D2C brand for a while and one of my mandates was working uh, on influencer marketing, for example. And right. uh, some of the biggest names we were working with were uh, women who were married to cricketers, for example, or... Uh, yeah. Women who were, uh, you know, uh, mothers who were also film actors, very big ones. Uh, so that was our influencer marketing. Everybody else, a nano or a micro influencer, was simply feeding into or supporting that main traffic, which was people go, which was people listening to these big stars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, a Bollywood celebrity isn't created by the internet for sure, but uh, someone like, say, a Prajakta Kohli, who was created by the internet, yeah. her career trajectory has taken her to the web series business and now to films. Correct. So what I'm trying to say is that uh, eventually, I think the word creator is is just a is just a say a pre-step or a stage before uh, someone becoming a mainstream celebrity. I mean, the Kardashians are, uh, are the best example of that. But then I guess that's always going to be the case, right? Like there's going to be a crossover between what happens mm. on the internet and other forms of media. Today, uh, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the show. But they basically got a bunch yeah. of creators to create a show and it didn't do very well. And I remember oh. reading reviews and saying, uh, just because creators have millions of followers, adding them to a movie doesn't guarantee you millions of uh, movie watchers, you know. Uh, sure. But then, you know, just to just to interrupt you here, Big Boss OTT, I think, uh, had some of its best rating boosts this, just this past month because it got Puneet Superstar on. And he was just a force of chaos. Puneet Superstar is one of my favorite creators to come out of, uh, you know, quote-unquote real India. I think he told Big Boss he wants to leave instead of pleading his case. And that moment became pretty viral. <laughs> and he just <laughs> left after a few days. I'm sure he did more for that show single-handedly than most creators have done. So, I, and he's very much a product of the internet. Correct. Because I also realized that now in a lot of movies launch, especially in the South, uh, doing a skit with Niharika NM is like an absolute thing if you want to kind of penetrate that market, right? So a lot of those crossovers mm. do exist now because uh, creators have a larger following than many of the TV stars, many of the movie stars at times. Uh, I, of course, do have my doubts that creators, while they have a following, may not be able to convert that following into true commercial success. And when I mean commercial success, it's the ability to launch brands in their names, which then get picked up. Uh, or in terms of saying, I'm going to do a company now on the back of my brand name. I think Ranveer yeah. Alabadia uh, was foresighted in that sense to say, I'm going to start a company which is going to manage creators and do content of all of those things. He is different. But I remember Mr. Faizu, who was the TikTok creator, had launched a Dio brand, which I don't know where it went. Uh, I, know I don't think it's around anymore. Yeah. Not around, right? And even Be Unique had launched a, a brand called Kra, which was a okay. athletic athletic brand and stuff. Uh, you know, Raj Shamani is another good example since we spoke about Ranveer Labadia. He he started a company called, I think, House of X, which is supposed to be one of these creator startups uh, that allows other creators yes. to launch brands. Again, Lightspeed. Uh, 
Oh yes, see, so there you go. So like I said, Lightspeed is uh, very, very aggressive on the space. And you know, when I think of creators who've kind of also gone into different streams, I a thumbnail bot comes into my mind. Uh, part of the original YouTube gang, if I may call it that, mm-hmm. you know, came up in 2012, 2014, uh, mostly comedians now. Uh, back then, the internet was also very skewed towards English and Hindi and not other languages per se. Yeah. And... There, it, it spawns an entire industry of stand-up comedy. Uh, he's now not only writing uh, ads; he's helping with a lot of production. Yeah. Uh, he's now in the he's he's promoting actively promoting a lot of stuff in the blockchain space. Absolutely, he's a good example. I mean, I think their ad uh, agency business does very well. They've done ads for Cred, which have been so good that people go on YouTube to go look for them. In a different vein, another example is you know Faye D'Souza. She's not a product of the internet. Uh, she became famous on TV. She then be- took that fame right. to Instagram. But look at the decision she made right after to launch her own news app. Uh, I think it's called Beetroot. So any creator who understands okay. that they have an audience which is loyal enough to them will necessarily want to take that relationship off of a platform uh, that arbitrates that relationship. The moment you do that, uh, you either become ridiculously famous and and rich or you lose that audience so that's why that's why i say that for you know when you want to measure the growth of the creator economy you need to see how much of it is independent of the platforms that uh, that these creators rely on can you actually build a business directly with your audience if tomorrow your instagram right. uh, account shuts down or you stop making youtube videos i mean isn't that the true power of influence right the ability to be able to take your audience with you wherever you go. Yeah. One of the things I, it's my personal quirk, is whenever someone says, I'm an influencer, I chuckle and say, can you let the audience decide that? <laughs> can you call yourself a content creator? Aren't we creators and thought leaders now, Rajni? Or we'll let them yeah. tell us. We are thinkers. Right now we're thinking aloud. Let the creators decide if we are thought really? leaders in this space or not. The one good change that I've seen with the whole creator economy is, um, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that a lot of people whose aspiration to was to become a roadies or a Splitsvilla contestant Me. has now moved to say, <laughs> wanted to do roadies or Splitsvilla. I wanted to be an intellectual roadie. I always thought that I'll be different. You know, I'll, do, I'll go to the audition and I'll wow them with how smart I am because I'm not physically fit enough uh, to, I don't know, do 100 push-ups in front of Raghu and Rajiv, but... But yeah, that was a, that was the whole time. Everybody wanted a charisma and everybody wanted to be in roadies. And I mean, that is the age of influence. Raghu and Raji would be influencers then, right? Because they, they impacted a generation who wanted to do what they were doing. Exactly. But I think of Raghu and Raji and the kind of commotion that used to happen on the show. Another commotion that I can't get out of my head is what happened at the World Startup Convention, um, which was promoted by a lot of influencers as well. And... Uh, while, of course, SEBI is bringing rules, ASCII is bringing rules, what about accountability? Can you actually protect the consumer from what creators are saying? For the ecosystem to actually grow is when there's more trust between creators exactly. and their followers, yeah. right? No, so if you ask me, uh, maybe I'm cynical, but I don't think so. I don't think it's possible to regulate the creator economy on consumer protection beyond a point. And the very basic reason for it is just the sheer volume of content that is out there. I don't think any regulator, whether it's SEBI, whether it's ASCII, that doesn't even have legal uh, powers, frankly, can sit and keep track of just the number of platforms that are available 
I mean, how Sebi took uh, Sebi had a, a a couple of orders against Telegram channels, which were hawking a uh, stock tip. Yeah. Earlier this year, Correct. it took them a year long investigation to bring down each one of them because it takes that level of meticulous tracking and proving that pump and dump is happening or something of that sort is happening. Then you know, the the, the Consumer Affairs Ministry had said that if celebrities are endorsing brands, they can be liable for certain claims that they make. Yeah. That could perhaps also now apply to the influencer or the creator, right? Because they're celebrities in their own right. So, see, let's take an example to to examine this. I, I'm thinking out loud too. Uh, let's say a betting app, like uh, uh, like say Fair Play, Paris Match, so many now, right? Uh, most of these bigger yeah. ones have a Bollywood celebrity who might have done an ad for them. Uh, by an ad, I mean uh, a billboard ad or a television campaign, traditional media uh, campaign, right? Now, a law like that from the Consumer Affairs Ministry can easily track down this sort of content and contact that Bollywood celebrity right. and tell them, don't do this. But all of these right. uh, campaigns are accompanied with a flood of content via, uh, you know, something called like Ullu girls, Ullu app girls, for example, which is just really hot women with very big audience that put up a story, uh, put up a post. Right. Uh, and there's like thousands of them. That's part of the whole campaign search to create buzz and to create traffic. Can you take that consumer affairs ministry law and apply it to each one of those people whose uh, uh, whose stories that last for twenty four hours on Instagram is accompanying that big volume? Fair point. You can't. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Fair. You know, we'll be discussing this issue today because obviously, uh, I think the creator economy has kind of come full circle. It's reached the pinnacle of what what it could do. We have creators advising ministers on what should be policy and law. Yeah. We are in an election year. And obviously in election year, things are going to be very different. But where does the creator economy go from here? Creator economy, startups, clearly um, the future for them, it's it's a rocky path. Uh, for platforms, of course, things are changing because platforms are under fire themselves. But for the creators, I mean, if you had to crystal gaze into the future and say, one year down the line, two years down the line. Where do you see this heading? You know, I uh, I think the creator economy will just get absorbed into the larger celebrity-led business, which has existed for centuries. And I'll give you, I'll tell you why I think so. In 2019, New York Times did a story on the Kardashian business empire, and by that time, obviously. Uh, all all the Kardashian sisters had started to build their own independent brands and become really big. Uh, right. I mean, this was a multi-billion dollar business that each one of them was running. Uh, but they but look at their origins. They're the they're the OG creator economy, right? They started from it all started from a sex tape right. and a and a friendship with Paris Hilton, and they turned that into something <laughs> enviable. I don't think most creators today would be able to do that. But we don't think of Kardashians as creators anymore. They're they're very much mainstream celebrities. So if you are a creator today and you think of yourself as someone who's uh, going to build a business out of this, you are necessarily thinking of yourself as someone who will be a mainstream celebrity in the future. You might get into films, or you might become a, a, a journalist yourself, or you might become, uh, you know, if you do, if you're a sports celebrity, maybe you might uh, get into a sport yourself. No, I tend to agree. To me. Creators well, are already celebrities in their own rights. Uh, as I said, some of them have bigger followings. But I think what's going to, ch for me, th this is only going to become bigger and better for a lot of them. Um, some creators might continue being on the top, but it's a little bit like you'll see newer ones coming up. You'll see existing ones losing their relevance. Uh, and it's going to be a cycle, right? 
we saw the first wave with 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 the comedians Tanmay Bhatt, all of them AIB. You saw the next wave, which happened near the time of the TikTok ban, the overnight springing yeah. up of short form video apps, which led to another boom in the creator economy. And after this whole thing about politics merging with creators, I think this it's going to unlock a lot more opportunity. But uh, anyway, Samia, thanks a lot for joining us today. It was wonderful speaking with you. Uh, I've and we hope to have you on the show again. Thanks, Rajneel. Absolutely, I'm. I had such a great time, and this is a this is too big a subject. I think we could have talked about it for a few more hours if we were, if there was no one to stop us. So yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, and just a note to our listeners: when Samia and I are talking off the record, it's a lot more entertaining than we are on the record. We just can't say a lot of things. But yes, so if you want yep. to know, talk to us and reach out to us in person. Uh, but before we end, quickly, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Um, we'll be back again next week with Roshni and myself. Before we end, a quick shout out to those who made this podcast possible. Our producers, Shorburi and Manaswani. Our editorial advisor, Venkat. Roshni, Soumya and myself on research. Okay, I don't know why I'm thanking myself, but anyway. Uh, on sound editing, we have Manas and Nirvan. Ulrika on the artwork and BMG for the sound. Thanks for listening. Follow us, share the podcast with your friends and family. We'd love to get your feedback.